What's going on, everybody? This is G Dom with G Dom Speaks. Got a fresh segment today, letting y'all know why I'm not in the Major League Baseball Association, me or my brother, to be honest with you. The reasons we not, I mean, it's, it's, it's about as normal as any other reason that you can find out there. But let me let me start you off right here. Our first introduction into organized sports was baseball. Shout out to the cannabis guy for some jewels real quick one time. But <laughs> um, our first and I think that's probably every first kid's introduction, sort of kind of depending on where you at and who you around and who your mama you know, as friends with and all of that mess. But she put uh, me and my brother and also my cousin, my cousin, we, it was all three of us. We all played baseball and uh, it was cool. It was uh, here local Kansas City, Missouri, out there three and two baseball stadium off of uh, Bannister Road. Right. It was real cool. So. I think well now we didn't start there. Me and my uh, me and my brother started at this uh, spot called Satchel Page because I was playing like T ball. I don't even I, I forgot the name of the team that I was playing for. We was real young. I still got the pictures when I was playing. I was like in some black and red. You know they just dress kids in any other colors. But it was all cool. But I was doing T ball and my brother was doing coach's pitch, and he was doing coach's pitch out at uh three and two which was the main you know the little league that we had played in and it was pretty cool so I, we didn't think nothing of it you know you swing the bat you hit the ball you run to the base it was pretty much simple as that but as the years uh grew i mean after that we went up you know because you move from uh, coach's pitch to machine pitch and then they start to divvy it up by the ages so we went uh my brother was like a year ahead of me. So after he'd leave uh, coach's pitch, then I went to coach's pitch and then he went to uh, machine pitch. And then when I got to machine pitch, then he ended up going to, um, you know, where the kids, you know, pitch for each other. Or whatnot. And, and that was pretty cool. I was like, man, that's hella dope. So, I mean, as coming up, you know, you got all your friends and we all playing baseball. Baseball is our life. And, you know, we predominantly played at that time with nothing but black kids. It was all black kids. I mean, as you try to get your your kids in the same peer group, it was some, it was a few white boys, a few, you know, just a few races of everybody. But we, our predominant team was was black, probably had like one or two white boys on that mug. I think it was just probably that one, but we ended up, we ended up playing because in, um, three and two they had they separated your age by this thing called midgets and your your entry level after machine pitch was like midget c and i think that was for like the eight through ten so by that time we had all got to midget c and we all with our friends and and, and mind you we even uh, me and my brother even went to school with some of the homies you know some of the elementary school so a lot of that stuff is it was, you know, you in school right there with your friends. Y'all play baseball in the summer. Like, life is amazing. Life is hella amazing. We wasn't really, like, that good, but we were really good enough to say we was, you know, cool. And, and, and that's neither here nor there. But about time my brother had moved up to, from midget C into the midget B, which is the 11 and 12-year-olds, 
and me and a couple of my friends we were playing midget c and that was the year i had we were having because i think we played like two years and then this was my year by myself in midget c because after that year because my brother had moved up to midget b then i was going up that next year well my mama i remember it like yesterday i was out in the outfield and all i hear was this oh no fuck this motherfucking shit it's all i remember hearing and it was my mama cussing at the coach she cussed the coach out she pulled me out out of center field in the middle of the game she put she she like cussed the coach out pulled me out of center field said i ain't playing for this team the, the team that i played for was called the uh, t-shirt kings it was yeah, it was it was cool though we was like white and green but we had like a little system not like a system but just like you know like a little franchise deal you know everybody had a team from midget c to midget b to midget a the midget a team of the t-shirt kings they was called the shelby's so while we was my me and my brother was playing uh while i was playing midget c my brother and my cousin was playing midget b and then that next year they would move up to midget a which would be like the 13 to 14 year olders but after that so i'm young right and i'm acting like i'm the best thing out there the best thing moving and you know because you're young you fast you can hit you can play i you know i wouldn't to me i wasn't that good but i you know whatever so after my mama cussed the coach out during the game and called me out of the base you know or called me out of center field and i left and it was pretty much that for for me my brother kept playing but for me it was we stopped and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and retire for a year. I told my mama that she started cracking up. And she was like, well, we ain't got no team for you to play for. And I was like, well, you know, whatever. So I retired for like a year. But what I did is I had another friend that is in high, that was in elementary school with me. And he wanted me to play, um, I think it's like South Suburban League with him. So I went and played South Suburban League with him. And I just remember the league being completely uncompetitive. Like really, really, really uncompetitive. So I did it. Really, that one really wasn't fun. I mean, it was okay. Really wasn't fun though. But about time that I got back, um, my brother was in his last year uh, of midget A, and I was trying to enter into my first year of midget A. Like I skipped the first and second year of midget B. But my, the way my birthday is set up, my birthday was on the cutoff day. So it was, it worked like since all of me and my, you know, my friends were all born the, uh, a year before and, you know, later in the year, but then I was born the next year, but I was born, you know, in the summer in the you know, middle of the summer, the big day of the summer, whatever you want to call it. But my birthday was always the cutoff. So I would quote unquote play up is what they call it. They would, I would, they would push me up with everybody else. So by the time I came back to play at three and two, after you know maybe three years of playing and then i took a year off and played in a whole nother league i came back to try to play in the midget a league so by this time all of our friends because you know everybody kind of what they kind of do whenever you play in little league they kind of try to keep everybody together all the kids together that play with the team this year you know they are everybody's growing so whenever the summer happens you know the team you say all right cool we're gonna call everybody up and, and we playing it's just what we're doing it's just how it is it's just i think that's just still how it is with a lot of sports everybody continues to play with that same team and play with their same friends i think you got a few friends that may switch teams out here and there but 
neither nor less. I mean, it was it was cool. So what I ended up doing, I, I think this one summer, the team that we had played for like all of our whole baseball, like we started baseball with all the, you know, a whole bunch of friends. And uh, one of our friends, dad was the coach, you know, um, shout out to coach Gridon, you know, but he was, um, he was a coach of the team. But by this year, his midget A year, I think he teamed up with another coach. It was another white coach. His name was uh, called Coach Rashaw. And he was cool. But I don't think he, I think he had another plan because by that time he had, he had some other backstory going on with him. I'm not really sure. And I don't really want to get into all of that for real, for real like that. (laughs) But what happened was we had tryouts, which was weird to us. Because, you know, if you're playing with a team that you've been playing with since you've been in, you know, elementary school and now y'all in middle on your way going to high school, the last thing that you think is you're going to ever have to, um, you know, try out for the team. So, all right, cool. We went over and tried out for the team like we normally did. And I and I ain't going to lie, man, it was a bad showing. It was a bad showing. We, I didn't hit nothing. I don't think my brother really hit that good. I didn't throw good. Man, I wasn't really running good. I mean, I looked terrible. I looked horrible thinking about it. So, I mean, Coach Grid, I, I know he didn't want to, but he had to. I'm not really sure. I just know, you know, when you're a kid, you get your mommy's emotions from that. But we got cut. Yeah, me me and my brother got cut. And it was it was it was funny because at that point I I was like well dang if we got cut we really must not be that good I thought we was like really good but we really was I, you know but when you get cut you know you get all of those emotions that pretty much say maybe you're not good good enough but when you're a kid and you get cut the only thing you hear is that you're not good it's never you're not good enough it's that you're not good doesn't matter if it's this team that team it don't matter if you tried out for the shittiest team in America you're not good if you get cut straight up so we got cut and my mama was real mad because she felt as if we played with you know coach gridiron for all these years and now we finally getting cut you know what I'm saying like we didn't know what to do because we was trying to play baseball that summer so uh, what happened was the coach Bradshaw guy that teamed up with Coach Gridon, he was, I think he was like the head of the, the stadium as well. You know how people run the stadium and got the teams and stuff. So what he did, since my birthday was on that cutoff day, like I just explained, he cut me and then he sent me back, which made me and my brother two years apart at that point. You know what I'm saying? So he sent me back to like Midget B. He sent me I'm to now I'm like, um, I'm older than everybody in the midget B division, which is crazy. And I'm older than everybody because my birthday starts and shoots before everybody. I end up being like a year older than everybody. But so every other team, any team that we tried out at that point, um, I had to, it didn't matter. I couldn't try out for a midget A team because he sent me back based off of my age and I had to follow the rules. So it was just kind of one of those moments where we was like, man, well, we ain't gonna get to play for our friends. I think we tried out for one team and they were okay. I mean, we really didn't care for them for real. Um, my mama asked, did we like them? We was like, nah, we didn't really like them. And I think more of the important thing was we didn't like 
that we couldn't play with our friends that we were so used to playing with. Um, to two of the, uh, one of my friends, he was still playing. He was playing on his team called the Indians, which was, you know, like I said, they got Indians from midget C, midget B, midget A. And we was like, well, because the team that my brother played for was called the, uh, yeah, they were the, the Indians as well. But at that time, they were going, well, you know, the team we got cut from was going to be the Indians. So, but uh, another one of the friends ended up playing for the Indians in the same match that I was in. But, you know, so my mom ended up getting a hold of this guy. His name was uh, Coach Stillwell. And he had this team called uh, the Ombres, which was kind of the same setup, midget B, midget A. We got two teams, two different age groups. So my mom was like, well, we gonna, I'm going to let y'all try out for them. So we go out there. We try out. We knew who they were. Because you know how, like, if you're a kid and you're playing baseball, you know who's the best, or not just baseball, but any other sport, you know the teams who's the better teams, and you know the teams that are like really good, and you know the teams that are like really bad. But Ombre's team was, you know, they was always revered as pretty good. So we just was like, all right, we got to play for this Ombre's team, and we got to make brand new friends. And that was the most nervous part about it is the fact that we went from an all black team to an Aubrey's team that had it was such a diverse crowd and it was you, you're just not ready for that you know but I mean we did fine with it but trying to be a baseball player and, and at the same time still trying to work on your diversity skills being real young and that stuff just uh, you know it's kind of hard sometimes so we ended up getting you know we, we went to tryouts and we ended up making a team and what I come to find out is, is that all these kids were doing everything better than me. And, and the coach was pretty much like, you know, he was just going to work. He said, Hey, I'm gonna work with him. He's the you know, coach still worked with me. So what he ended up doing is we made the team. And I think, um, one of the first games we had, I was just out there. I didn't even have, I think I had, yeah, I don't even think I had a Jersey on. I just had came out there. Cause it was like so late that I got on the team. But then, so we ended up coming back and I finally got my jersey. I, I still, I, my head was not even there. So I kind of grasped that I'm finally back playing, you know, baseball. But Coach Stillwell was of something else. He he wasn't, he wasn't normal. He wasn't normal. Like he wasn't a normal coach for shit. Like I really, I, you know what? He ain't, he ain't even normal in life. But I love that dude like a father, like straight up. But seriously to this day <laughs> but he's still still then at, at 12 about to be 13 years old this guy says the craziest shit he has the craziest measures the craziest tactics that you could ever think of like you sit up here and you thinking like what the fuck is he talking about i mean you literally don't know half of what the hell he's talking about i mean he would just ramble ramble and ramble so what he did with me he started working with my fundamentals I could, I could hit, I can run, I could throw, I could do all of those things. But what he did for me, he, he made me focus on it and he just unleashed the better part of my, my talent that I already had. And shit, that year I became into like, a, he turned the way he coached my baseball fundamental. He turned me into like a, a fucking superstar at the age of 12. And I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people watch, you know, Major League Baseball and they look at guys like Alex Rodriguez and, you know, Lorenzo Cain, you know, 
but Lorenzo Cain is the shit. I do love him. I, I like the way that dude plays. But I was that before he was that at age 12. <laughs> I was the Lorenzo before the Kane. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good, though. Um, so what he, he what Coach ended up doing, he just like, he, he made me kind of focus on it a little bit more. So instead of us just being more about the camaraderie of friends, my focus on baseball started to happen at, at 12 years old. And it, and it happened like real hard and real fast. And I started to, I mean, everything was baseball at that point. I didn't hear or see no other sports. Me and my brother was just outside all the time. It was like that for him too with uh, his coach on his team as well. But it was, it was always, it was just baseball. It, was, it wasn't shit else. Just baseball, baseball, baseball. We played basketball around in the hood. And we even tried, you know, uh, playing basketball with uh, some friends at the mayor's night hoops a few times. But I'll be honest with you. Uh, my moms just knew that that sport wasn't for us. And sometimes as a parent, you got to know what's for your kid and what's not for your kid. And my mom, not to say we was like bad basketball players or anything like that, but she knew our sport was baseball because, you know, the way that we played and, you know, so, but that, that season of uh, my midget B season, it was like my last year in midget B before I had moved up. And man, that was the first year that I like, I cracked two home runs that year. Matter of fact, he he told uh, Coach Stillwell taught me how to actually hit stands, you know, wind sprints. He was te- he was teaching me how to run whenever I come around the bases and do everything. Man, I mean, he taught me the basic fundamentals. Like when you got somebody that's athletic and, and talented, have a natural gift to do something. All you have, all they need to know is the fundamentals. And when they know the fundamentals, they can just soar. All he did was bring the fundamentals out of me. Because, I mean, we, we got the game, but he just brought those little pieces out that made me just shine a little bit more. So, uh, one time I go up to bat, and he's like, hey, Garen, you you hit a home run, I give you $10. He didn't say what type of home run. He just said, if, I, if you hit a home run, I give you $10. All right, cool. I got up to that plate. Man, I smacked that ball dead center. And I put on the burners. I put them burners on, and I just, I, man, I ran for an inside-the-park home run. Came back, he had the $10. <laughs> Straight up. Had the $10 right there. And then I think he, after that, I think he went into the crowd and bummed the $10 back from my mama. <laughs> he gamed her. He was like, hey, Stacy, you got uh, $10? I need some nachos. <laughs> Straight game. <laughs> but uh, then that, uh, not after, not too well up after that, because my mama uh, used to take score. You know, she was a score lady for some of our games. Whenever you know, I, I, she used to be the main score lady when, when you know when we was playing with our boys and stuff uh, prior to. But on this one, she was secondary score lady. So one time we had a doubleheader. Uh, I was playing at the same time my brother was playing, and we ended up. It was just crazy. We both ended up at bat, and. Uh, I, I remember going up to the plate and uh, then next thing you know, my mama, uh, she had came over there and bam, I smacked the home run. Like right. It was a right. It was shallow. I got a good, you know, I got a good turn on it. It was late. It, it was late with a lot of power and enough to get over, you know, enough to get over the, uh, uh, the fence. Cool. 
I jogged around the bases, man, you know, looking like a hero or some shit like that. I felt like a hero. When you hit a home run, there's nothing much more satisfying than knowing that you got that shit out of the park. I mean, it wasn't as far as I wanted to hit it, but it was it was out of the damn, it was over the fence and it counted as a home run. Then less than a minute after I'm jogging after the bases, Bill, Bill my brother, he's up at bat. Bam, he cracked one. His was an inside the park. So his was a lot more, you know, the inside the park home runs, they, they got a lot more excitement to them because you burning. You burning around the bases like it ain't crazy. You know what I'm saying? So at that, within a minute or two of each, uh, each other being at bat, me and my brother hit a home run at the same time. That was, that was dope as hell. She, my, my mama didn't get to see him both like that because she was trying to run back and forth and catch him. You know, it's hard to do when you got a kid playing right here in this division and the kid playing in this division and they both at bat at the same damn time. That's this is hard to do. Even though the stadiums was like real close to each other, she could have just, you know, I mean, she could have sat in the center but and, and tried to see, but it, she, she really can't gauge that though. But that year we ended up, we ended up going on to win the city championships. I ain't never felt more like we won a World Series ever. Like that right there. When you win a city, uh, I won a city championship, and my brother, they uh, midget A team, the midget B and the midget A team, we both won the city championships. Like that right there was a, a feeling somewhere else. I don't, I don't know if you'll ever, as a kid, be able to grab that feeling. It's some, I, I talked to a friend of mine. That, uh, that was playing he was just always telling us man we got lucky because we played on the better teams and you know but to, I really wish that they could have experienced winning a, a city championship out there can you know out at the three and two baseball stadiums because it's different so but that was the year we ended up doing tournaments going down to Springfield going to St. Louis kind of doing the traveling thing and I kind of understand that was my first time when I went to St. Louis to pitch Coach, you know, Coach Stillwell told me how to pitch. He was just like, hey, you want to pitch? Like, he let me do whatever this dude was nuts, man. I mean, like, I was literally like this dude's son. I was, like, stone cold. But the end, we moved up. His son played on the same team as Phil, so they were all moving up to uh, Midget A. I mean, no, no, no. After Midget A, it was just a league called Junior B. So I was moving up to... A midget A, where Phil's, uh, my brother's old coach was. So we changed the, the team name from the Ombres to the A's. So that year we ended up, that year really wasn't a fun year of baseball. I mean, it was a fun year. Don't get me wrong. I was, you know, I was starting and, you know, I was one of the main guys out there in center field because that was my spot. I mean, I would run, catch, I could. I could do flips, catching, like, I, I could do it all out there. I covered the ground to center field, backing up left, backing up right, backing up uh, short and second, coming in, cutting off those, uh, cutting off those, man, everything, man. I was, I was doing it. But uh, that year that I moved up to Midget A, we, we ended up not winning. We ended up losing the city champions. We still went on the traveling thing. That year was, it seemed political. It's a certain point of uh, kids' sports that kind of get on the political end with the parents because people are kind of searching for their kid to place in certain places, you know, kind of, you know, where they want them to be seen or, you know, where they want them to play. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really want to get into the details of throwing people out, but I felt like the coach, 
because he had his son on the team. He wanted his son to kind of shine. And his son was, he was cool. He was a good third baseman. I don't think he should have played third because his arm was weak as shit. He should have probably been at short, but he was at third. When you at third and you get, you get hit like a line drive, you gotta, you gotta be over to be able to make that damn throw. Ideally, your third baseman should have an arm that's about as strong as the pitcher. You know what I'm saying? This this dude shit was like, it was weak. It was trash. Even when they put him on the mound to pitch. So, my midget A year, imagine being in the outfield, right? My partner, Johnny, we on opposite teams this year. You know, this is the one that I came up playing baseball with from the get-go. We played so many years together. We as friends and baseball, friends outside of baseball. Our mamas hung out, all of that. So, here we are. And Johnny was the pitcher for the other team, too. So, here we are. Johnny come up the bat with the coach's son pitching. And Johnny knocked that shit so far. The first one, it, it just he said smack. I ain't even... I ain't gonna lie. I stopped. And, and the coach got mad at me because he was like, Garen, why ain't you moving? And I looked at the coach and I said, because it's in the air. Like, and he was like, of course it's in the air. I said, no, 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 no. That shit is like sailing like in the woods. That's, a, that's like a home run times two. That's how far that shit went out. I wasn't even about to try. He started to get mad because he felt as if um, that because he was my friend and he was up there like I wasn't playing for real. And it wasn't that I wasn't playing for real. It's just that you got your son pitching he not, and people are up. This is meatballs. This shit is batting practice. Two people came up there and hit home runs. You understand? All right, cool. Whatever. Got over that shit. Came back in, jumped up in the inning. We came up and got our bats and, and I came up to bat and had, had Johnny. Now Johnny had, man, he could throw some smoke. Struck my ass out when I went up there for the first time. All right, whatever. Got back out there and it's Johnny's time. Again, to go ahead and uh, bat. All right. Man, here we go again. He smacked another one out the fucking park. You understand? He smacked that shit. When I say he smacked it, most people think when you hit a home run, you hit it like it's either going left, you know, kind of left center. Johnny smacked this shit straight center. Straight center. This shit had to go at least like 400, 450 yards. And I think the center field max over there was like 350 or something like that. But he smacked this shit straight center. I didn't move again. The coach got pissed off. I think he even wanted to take me out of the game because when he smacked it, I just said, I ain't moving. Because, you know, baseball, you got to move on every play. So his ideal of being the coach that I should just go ahead and move on every play. Right. And I'm like, nah. It's some place you just don't move because that ball is traveling out of the park. Man, he shot that shit straight out there. I just was like, whatever. But we lost that game. We lost that game. And uh, no, the second time I, I ended up going up the bat on Johnny, I think uh, I think I hit the ball. I had like a ground out or something like that. But Johnny was tough pitching, man. But uh, I do tell you this much. That, that was some fun shit right there. 
just kind of me and being on the other side of your friends. It, it wasn't it thinking about it now. It wasn't that fun because I wanted Johnny to be on my team so he could be able to pitch. And if anybody was pitching shit balls or meatballs, he could have been the one smacking it. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't have to be, you know, feel that. But yeah, like I said, we lost that game, whatever. But we ended up getting to the season for the season. We ended up making it out to the, uh, you know, the uh, city championship. So, but we ended up losing, you know, but we, that's just what happens. You know, you get out there, you lose. We lost the city champion game. We was a runners up, whatever. Cool. Another, another year in the books. I get, I got, I've, I've already won a city championship and I, I made it to the runner up on the second, the second city championship. But like I said, that year was a, a real political year because it just I, that year I played fall ball, too. It was just kind of like baseball in the fall. You know, it's only like 10 games or something like that. And fall balls just kind of tune you up before you go into the, the winter months. So you can kind of still go, you know, be working on your stuff. But after that next year, I didn't know where to go. I mean, all of my friends ended up. Uh, they found teams. My boy Jerry, Jerry Murphy, found a team, and I tried out for that team, but that team was—they was, was kind of scrubby. That wasn't gonna happen. And uh, we had this big run-in with the Indians because so many years of the years that we played with the Ombres, it was like Ombres versus Indians. It was like a rivalry out there, and because that was the team when I uh, in Midget B, we beat. For the city championships, we beat this team called the Indians. So, my last year in Midget A, I'm turning around and I'm looking for a team. I'm calling all my friends to see what's going on. Ain't nothing really going on, man. It's, it's like real quiet. And so, since it's so quiet, I'm telling myself, like, okay, what's up? You know, I was cracking. They, you know, he still ain't said nothing. He like, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going to play. So... The guy, uh, his name was Coach Bradshaw. He was the one that cut me that year that we ended up playing for the Ombres. I didn't have, have no other team, so I ended up calling him. Because I knew he was the man around the whole thing and shit. So I called him and I asked him, did he have a room for me? So shit, he was like, hell yeah, I got some room for you. If you coming to play, if you are truly coming to play with me, I got room for you. All right. So I go, I try out, ain't no big thing. Uh, I ended up making the team, of course, you know. And he puts me in my favorite position, center, like always. Put me at uh, batting. I was batting. I wasn't batting cleanup. I never really, uh, I never batted cleanup like that, but I always batted either second or third. And if I wasn't batting second or third, I was batting uh, fifth, fifth or sixth. But on this team, I batted uh, I batted like second because they had they had some monster hitters. So I'm playing on the Indians team now, my second year midget today. That this is the same team. Like these dudes that I'm playing with is the same dudes that I beat. My team beat when we was you know for the city championship. So you know the shit is all everywhere. And um, I just uh. We was just trying to, I was just trying to find myself, man. I, I didn't really know as far as who I was at that point, what I was trying to do in baseball. Here I am, I'm 14 years old. I know that I love the shit out of baseball. It ain't no question. Um, 
it's just it, it, when you when you go to a new team and you make new friends and then your friends is like oh we don't really want to uh we don't know what we doing like i said my partner jerry he went to this other team i wasn't about to go to and uh, another partner his name was Derek. he ain't really he, he wouldn't tell me what he was doing so but that year by the time i got on the indians and i was rostered up i was ready to go they tell us that they tell me and jerry that they got an ombre's team coming out and the guy Derek was on it and i'm sitting up here like what the fuck we we both jerry called me and was like man what the fuck man that would have been awesome if we all could have been on the ombres and i'm like yeah that shit would have worked out but my mama was like well garen just you know shit you on the roster now you ain't got time for all of that so you're gonna play this year same thing what his parents told him you're gonna play this year out just as is cool no biggie no biggie at all um so that was like one of probably my best years like playing as well too so that year i didn't get to hit no home runs that year but i did i did smack the shit out of the ball that year but we ended up that year my last year midget a we ended up in the uh city champions game versus the hombres and they put Derek McKinney on the mound and pitch, and this dude threw like fucking 80 miles an hour. I was always, you know, you never, you never mad about somebody that pitches that fast until you're on the other end of that shit. Because you know those years of being on the hombres and being on the A's, you know, I was he was on my team, so I never had to experience it. But now he's against me and he's pitching every fucking game. Like, every game he's pitching, he's throwing smoke, too. I'm like, shit. And then his little brother ends up pitching. I'm like, man, shit. So, I don't know how we did it. But I was even, I think we was like, I I was, I even got mad, too. Because after one game, I was just like, man, we cannot beat them. Because they came back, they started rallying. That's one thing about the Lombres when we was playing them. Like, they had the spirit of rallying. Kind of how, like, the Royals look. Uh, 2014 and 2015 they just rally you know what I'm saying whenever you get down they start to come back up like the momentum shift that's what the that's the nucleus that the hombres had in the coaching that's the that's, that's just the way it was set up you know if you're down in the early of the innings what they do you get that momentum you get that base hit so then the coaches sending the signs over there to steal bases you steal bases you fuck up their whole mindset because then you know you, you start to move the runners. You know how to move the runners. And it's not all about getting up to the mound trying to smack the ball. It was more strategic. It was more lay this bunt down, move that runner on first to second because we know that they couldn't turn the, top, the double plays. That's how the hombres was. And that's where I learned the soul, like I said, through Coach Stillwell. That's where I learned the soul of baseball and actually how the game was played in the true way. It wasn't just about getting up there smacking home runs. It, it, it can be. Don't get me wrong. If, you know, for entertainment purposes, yeah, hell yeah, it is. But strategic baseball, and most people will see that with the upcoming World Series, strategic baseball, you'll see these guys moving runners. You'll see, you know, you'll see people playing it a lot more safe, not unless they got a, you know, they got a they got a window where they can pretty much get to the next base, but you'll see them lay down bunts. And if they're not laying down bunts at times that they need to lay down bunts, I tell you, that's just badass coaching. If, you, if you're not in a situation where you can move the runner and try to get him closer to uh, scoring, then that's just that's just badass coaching. But what what we ended up doing though, when I was playing with the Indians, we ended up prevailing, man, and we ended up 
beating the hombres for the city championship it was bitter sweet for me out of that whole crew knowing that i played i'm the only one out of that crew that ended up with two city champions and i got both of my city champions on teams that were the rivalry I got two city champions and one runner-up. In those years, I think that year I got like an MVP. I got the MVP for top defensive player of the year. Like I'm telling you, man, I caught everything. Nothing got past me out of center field. Like I mean, even short, man, nothing got past me. And I had a rocket for an arm, so I could get that. I could get that ball back into the infield within the shadow of a second. But you know, then after that, man, after having that. That 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 moment, you know what I'm saying? That had that World Series moment. Let me tell you something. Like I said it, I said it before. When you are playing little league ball and you win the championship, it is as close to winning what you call a World Series. It's like it's it's that that feeling is there. Anytime a championship is won, that that feeling is there, that sense of achievement. That sense of man, we came, we saw, we conquered. That's exactly what it is. And we did that. So this was time for me to move up, going to Junior B. This was a tough year. We ended up playing for uh, this team, me and my brother, and my friend Jerry, we ended up playing for this team called the A's, which was this, was this little rinky dink team. I mean, they got the jerseys from my old coach, but a lot of people didn't seem like. That was that was big boy baseball at that point. When you 15 through 17, or if it was like 15 through 18 or something like that. But excuse me, it was it was definitely uh it was a little bit tough for those years because by that time, those ages, you got a lot of kids that's going to school and playing. You know what I'm saying? You got kids that are worried about what's going on in high school. One thing about it that sucked for us because we went to a high school that didn't have a they had a baseball team, but they didn't really care. Went to the inner city. Inner city only care about two sports. It's uh, basketball and football. They have a baseball program, but everybody that we played was kind of out of the district. I think we played, I think it was only like two or three teams that we played that was in the district. And um, it was, I tell you, man, going back when we played baseball in high school, it was almost like going back playing in Midget C because you you can't move on from a coach like a coach still will and then go to like some intermediate coach. They don't they don't know what they got. Like like literally. It was it was bad. We lost bad and I'm not and I'm not saying that to knock on any of the guys, you know, we, we did what we could, you know, but just Baseball in school is so different than it is playing in the summer. It's, it felt like the summer is real. It felt like the stuff in school was fake because we, I mean, I, I know it just, it just seems way more real whenever you're playing baseball through the summer and you're playing for your team, and your league, and everything is just kind of like, yeah, hey, man, you know. But at school, we didn't take it serious. Uh, we was trying to be the best we could. But they, like I said, they didn't. They don't really care about those kind of programs in the inner city school. It's just a, it's a basketball or football thing. I hope one day that they can probably change that. It's a lot of kids in the local, in the local area, man. That could, uh, they could really do some damage out there playing baseball. 
you know, if you, you give them a chance and if you focus on that sport, a lot of the other kids that we played baseball with we ended up uh, going to schools around us, kind of like, you know, the real fancy schools that you got to pay for to go to. Uh, they was going to this school called Rockhurst, Pembroke, you know, Miege, where they was, they, you know, they baseball games was like real deal. They was worried about, them, you know. At our school, they wasn't worried about them. <laughs> Straight up, you know what I'm saying? And that's when baseball, for me, kind of started to go to shit. You know, I think it probably went like that for my brother, too. We wanted to be in it so much bad, like just real bad. We really wanted to be in it. But then after a while, you know, when you're on a team that is, that's not competitive and it drains you, it just sucks. So then I ended up getting a call from a, Coach Stillwell, he had a team. He had a team uh, playing Ben Johnson. You know, pretty good team. And these guys, this, this, these guys were some rough guys. But by the time I think I got out there to play with them, all that other bad shit was in me. Like all of the shit was back in me from, you know, from not being on a competitive team anymore. And you know. Baseball changes real quick. Let me let me tell you, it, it changes real quick. Like when I say real quick, you could literally be like I said, Midget A, the toughest guy that we had to experience pitching on the mound was that uh, was Derek McKinney. When you get to Junior B, when you get to these Ben Johnson leagues, all of these pitchers is dangerous. It's not one that you can be like, oh, I'm gonna get up here and just knock him to the side. Like, you ain't doing that shit. You gonna get up there and you gonna you gonna see that smoke. I mean, these these guys, these, they were like 17, 18, man. 85, 85, 85. And I know people like, man, 85 and you know, 85 miles an hour ain't really fast. 85 miles an hour is fast as shit. It is fast as shit. The common person, the actual the general person cannot hit an 85 mile an hour fastball. Let alone a breaking pitch. Don't let that shit change up. Your ass is good. You run out of the batter's box. But since it changed so hard, and you know, the level of competitiveness that we were playing at when we were playing in high school, you know, these guys in high school were throwing like 50s and 60s. Imagine playing a year at Dan Johnson or, you know, just a, you know, a little quick summer. And these guys are throwing... The, the, the slowest pitch they throw is like 80. You get, I think I played maybe like three or four games. And I think I was just out like, ah, man, I think it's over with. I think I, I don't, I think, you know, I think it's over with at this moment. I really wish that baseball could have been something that even our family, not to say I ain't, I ain't shitting on our family for nothing, you know, but after a while, but mama realized that, all right, you know, they're getting a little older. And if they want to play, that's going to be on them. Which is, she was right. If, if we was going to play, it was going to be on us, you know. But we start chasing girls, man. We start hanging out with friends. They, and they wasn't doing that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was, they wasn't playing baseball. You know, I, I think all, of the old, all the old friends that we ended up, uh, you know, Half of them wasn't even playing, but they was just playing for their schools. And like I said, if you ain't at a school that doesn't focus on that, then you're not going to get that. 
it's, it's pretty much going to be pretty much a shitty thing. And that's what we got. Me and my brother's grades ended up falling at school. So we became ineligible for like the last four to five games at school, which is we already mentally checked out anyway. I mean, the school, we were so bad. We traveled out to Grand Valley. We was a varsity team. I mean, shit, it wasn't no JV team. It wasn't no, it was just whatever it was. Our varsity team got a hole spanked in us by a JV team out in Grand Valley. That's not how that shit's supposed to be. Supposed to be competitive. It's supposed to be, you know, but that's how that's how it really just wasn't for us, you know. So there I was, man. Baseball came to an end like around 16, 17 years old. My brother, um, he wanted to give it one more go. He tried to go out there and audition, you know, or not audition, but trial for the uh, Royals. It didn't work though. I mean, he he got out there. I think he. He got to try out, but I mean, I think he had the same thing. We both kind of was just like middle of the road with baseball at that point in time. I really wish, I really wish we probably would have had somebody around to tell us to keep going. Like, hey, you know, have have somebody right there. Like, because the thing about sports is when you're playing them, you could you could be the best uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old is on the planet. You could be the best one. And like I said, it changes and it changes real fast because when you when you get to playing with the older kids, you'll notice that, you know, the play is different. So what happened is we ended up kind of drifting off. Nobody's around. Nobody's telling you, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, what else is what else? Plus, we're not even in the right school. Ain't no scouts coming there to see us play baseball. Shit, they don't even give it. A shit about the baseball programs and the inner city schools. Baseball faded for us. I mean, we could have still did it. Don't get me wrong. We had every opportunity in America to continue to, to play baseball if we truly wanted to do it and if it was on our hearts. But our surrounding cast, you know, I don't think they knew as much about baseball, you know, like like that. We had, I think we played so good and so fun you know, the earlier years, my brother at his barbershop, Diamond Cuts Barbershop, 3402 Truths, go get you a fresh cut. He still got some of the trophies up, you know, that we had from playing baseball, but it was, uh, it's just a good memory to look at. I, I do tell you this though, I think after a few years, I had hit in my early 20s and I had even told myself, man, I want to get out there and I want to try it again. By that time, man, I, devoted my life to being a cable man so baseball cable you gotta you know some things you just gotta choose I mean I probably should have tried it one more time just to see if I had the love but I'm gonna be honest with you I didn't have the love for it no more I I I ended up winning two city championships at a at a young age went there three times three years in a row I think I peaked at baseball uh, like physical play wise I peaked at baseball early on real early on and by the time that I got to the 15 16 7 you know the junior B league we did a we did a year junior B and it was an okay year we didn't we didn't win but we peaked man those years that I peaked it was the years that I won but I'm cool knowing that I 
I at least got that feeling of a championship playing organized sports. You know what I'm saying? And that's a feeling a lot of people don't get to get whenever they're playing sports because sometimes, you know, the mom is just throwing you in some shit because she don't want you in her face. I get it. I felt like my mama threw us in there for that, but I think we ended up getting more fruit out of it. I I, I mean, because there was so many kids that was out there playing. I mean, we still got friends that didn't even win and play, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. So we, we got so many people that was playing. Like I said, all of the people that we even came up playing on, uh, baseball with originally are a predominantly black team. None of them won any of those championships out there at three and two. None of them. None of them but me and Phil. You know what I'm saying? And I really wish that they could have won to kind of get that feeling because maybe if they would have won or maybe if we would have all won, you know, together collectively, then Maybe we would have been all, you know, each other's crutch to continue to push each other on. You know what I'm saying? We would have probably been like, hey, hey, this is this, man. Hey, we, we done won. So now we got that fire. Let's continue. Let's continue. But for me, it was it was kind of winning and uh, winning alone. Winning, winning by yourself. And I can see that how that happens in, in professional sports. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you more so there for business. But you create the camaraderie, which is just cool. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's saying nothing wrong with that. But it's way more better when you win. If you can possibly win with the people that you came up with. And this is just not baseball. You know what I'm saying? This is actually some jewels that I'm dropping. If you can win in life with the people that you came up with, you're a true winner. Straight up. You didn't have to switch a team. You didn't have nobody left. Nobody... You, if you win with the people you came up with, and that's one thing that I wish me and Phil ended up doing was winning with the people that we came up with. I, I wish we never would have got cut. Am I glad we got cut? Hell yeah, because I got to experience that joy. You know what I'm saying? That joy was it was amazing. And I'll, and I'll say it to this day, that joy to have of a championship. For me, it was two of them. I got two. Uh, <laughs> I got two rings out there, three and two. But to have that moment, it was it was just amazing, but also for me to not I, I just feel like I let myself down in areas to not continue to try it on a bigger level. But like I said, man, I peaked. I peaked like mug. I, I I peaked at a young age. I, my my best potential was out there when when I was winning those championships and, and, and getting us helping the team get us out there to those championships. You know, it's not it's, it's trust me out there, man. Anybody out there listening. There's nothing wrong with your kids playing baseball and peaking at an early age. The The thing is wrong is if we don't pay attention to that. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully as my son grows up, I hope he gets to have that feeling. I'm definitely going to be that coach dad. Definitely. I have to be. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just the way life is going to go. I don't give a shit. I might, I'm not going to be like no LeVar Ball, but I ain't going to be for the shit neither. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I say I almost should have. I could have been in the MLB if I would have. If I would have been that. If I would have continued having that peak, I would have had it. I, I think I would have been there. I ain't saying I'm bitter about that. I ain't bitter about that. That's a tough job. Y'all don't understand how tough baseball is. Baseball's some real shit. At the end of the day, baseball is some real shit. 
I don't care how many steroids you take, you still got to have hand and eye coordination. You understand? To be able to pitch a 95 mile an hour fastball, be able to be on third base and catch this shit. Because the exit speed off the bat is about 100 and something miles per hour whenever they smack it down the line. Be able to have that eye coordination to, to catch that and to be able to have a strong arm to throw them out from third or short and, or to throw somebody out from center to home. Baseball's tough, man, like any other sport. You got to work to be good. So that's just this little piece. I know I was a little bit long ranting on some shit, but I will tell you this. Anybody out there, all the fathers out there, don't just stick to one sport. It's all it's all cool. You know what I'm saying? Like basketball, we know it's all cool. Football, we know it's all cool. Try something different, man. You know, if you don't like baseball, don't force it on your kid. But it's, it's so many nowadays. I'm I'm kind of happy to know so many other sports because you get to see so many other kids don't feel like it's only three sports that they can play. I mean, it's always been other ones, you know, but they, they have so many choices, man. You can get your kids out there in soccer. You can get them out there in volleyball. You can get them out there in the golf. Like stuff is readily available now for us to get our kids and get the youth into these programs. I mean, shit, lacrosse has been popping, you know, a a lot of the suburban schools for a long time. And even hockey, if you want to get your kids in hockey, I would say just do something a little bit out of the norm. You know what I mean? Make it different. You know. I'm not saying if your kid is really good at basketball, continue to, to let them be good and let them do their thing and let them flourish in it. But I, I urge parents out there, definitely, uh, if you see, if you are paying attention to your kid and you see that he's a little bit, he's extraordinary, take them steps. You know what I'm saying? Take those steps into making sure that he takes it serious so he can get to the next level. And sometimes, I mean, it, you know, it's just... You never know what you can do. But that's all for the segment. Uh, shout out to my bro, Big Phil Diamond down there at uh, Diamond Cuts Barbershop, 3402 Truce Avenue. Like I said, go down there and get you a fresh cut. Uh, shout out to um, Coach Tony, Coach Gridon. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to Coach Gridon. Still talk to I, I talked to that man not too long ago. These, these are solid guys that I still speak with. And a big, big, big shout out to Coach Stillwell for always being around, even as a kid and an adult, and being as weird as shit as you are. And thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> Straight up. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody that play baseball and play all kind of sports and dedicate your life, dedicate your mind, dedicate your bodies. Those are those are things right there that they don't understand when we dedicate our body, we're giving a lot up. So shout out to everybody. Y'all have a good one. G-Dime is out. Peace.